0: Welcome to our podcast here at Trinity West Church. We believe that you will be enriched by today's message. Let's open our hearts to receive God's Word. Turn with me to the book of Psalm, Psalm 103. We're going to go to the book of Psalm, Psalm 103. Then, if you want to uh, go further, we're going to leave there in just a moment and go to Isaiah chapter 53, and then we're also going to read a little bit from Mark, just briefly. So we're going to start in Psalm 103. Of course, today is a healing service. Uh, In first service, we prayed for people. We had people lined up almost from one side of the altar to the other, and uh, just believing for healing. We like to do these on a regular basis, but first we want to teach, and I just want to give a brief teaching today From the word of God concerning healing. So we're going to start in Psalm 103. So if you have your Bible or your phone or your tablet, uh, we will put the screens, uh, words on the screen for you if you're here with us visiting today. It says in verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. All of those things happen to us, God provides all of those benefits to us, so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. This is one of several verses in the Bible, and if you have the scriptures and you've already got there, over in Isaiah 53, you'll find another one, where God actually combines in the same verse, salvation and healing, the promise of salvation and the promise of healing. You'll also see it in Isaiah chapter 53, which is a very popular portion of scripture. Many of you know it, but let's read it. It says this, surely he has borne our griefs. And let me just stop there. That word griefs in the Hebrews uh, actually means sicknesses. And so it may have a little uh, footnote in your Bible, or uh, if you have an amplified Bible, you'll actually see it in the amplified Bible. It says sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses. So, So it says this, surely he has borne our griefs or our sicknesses and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Here it is again, bruised for our iniquities, our premeditated sin. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. It also happens in the book of Mark in the New Testament. There are four guys in chapter 2 who are... uh, bringing their paralyzed friend to Jesus. They could not get through the doorway because of the crowd, so they actually take off sections of the roof and they lower him down. And so when Jesus sees this paralyzed man being lowered down, he says to the man, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And the Pharisees and the scribes who are standing nearby begin to murmur among themselves and begin to think to themselves, who is this man? What blasphemy does he speak that he could actually say that he forgives sins? But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, says to them, in Mark chapter 2, he says these words, which do you think is easier? Do you think it's easier for me to say your sins are forgiven, or is it easier for me to say to this man, rise up and walk? And it goes on to say this, and I love this, Jesus says this, but that you know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, I say to this man, arise, take up your bed and walk. And the man was instantly healed. In other words, Jesus is actually saying this, I'm going to show you with your eyes physical healing so that you can believe in your heart the forgiveness of sins. I'm going to show you physical healing so that you can believe for, physical, for, for forgiveness of sins, but the truth is I can do anything. Both of them are just the same to me. Both of them are just as easy to meet, But listen to me. Also, both of them are promised to you. Let's go back to Psalms 103. Because if you're looking at this portion of Scripture, we see the first thing that is listed in this list of benefits. And the first one is he forgives our iniquities or our premeditated sins. He forgives our sins. And you say, okay, well, how does he do that? Well, the Bible is very clear on how he forgives our sins and how we are saved. There's really no argument against it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, says this, For by grace are you saved through faith. It is the gift of God. In other words, we didn't earn it. We don't deserve it. It goes on to say, Not of works, lest any man should boast. But it says this, For by grace through faith, for by grace through faith. So we see the first one on this list, forgiveness, and we say, well, it's easy. We know how we get that benefit. We know how we receive the forgiveness of our sins. We receive it by grace through faith. But let's look at the rest of this list, because, and we'll start from the bottom and work our way back up to the top, but let's start with verse number five, who satisfies your mouth with good things. Well, can you believe with me, and how many of you would believe that it's also by grace through faith that he satisfies us with good things. How many believe that? It's not, it's not works oriented for that either. It's not that we've earned that or deserve that. He doesn't satisfy us because we deserve it or we've earned it. It's by grace that we're satisfied. Well, if we keep going up the list, the next one there, it says this in verse number uh, four at the very end, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Well, how does he do that? Well, he does that the same way. By grace through faith. We don't earn that one either. It's by grace through faith. And then if you keep going up, it says this, who redeems your life from destruction. Well, that's talking about redemption. And we know that we don't earn redemption. We know that we didn't deserve it, but he redeemed us anyway. And so we could say this, that we're redeemed... By grace through faith. How many of you would agree to that one too? That's very clear. Most of you would say, absolutely, that one's very clear. But for some reason, there are people who even though they would agree to almost all of this list, they would still struggle with the healing one. They would look at that one and at the end of verse 3 and they would say, well, I, I just don't know about healing. I think maybe you're supposed to have super faith or some kind of hyper faith or some kind of extra faith. It's not just that God heals everybody. Not everybody gets healed. It's it's special moments, it's special seasons, special times. And so it can't be just a gift. It can't be just the grace of God. It can't be the same as the forgiveness of sins. It has to be separate. Yet I've said many times, and I've given this example, if I preach a message and at the end of the message I give an altar call, and I say during the altar call, who would like to come forward and receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and we have five people come forward, and I pray for them, and I lead them in a sinner's prayer. After service, if you go to lunch or you go home, and and somebody says, well, how was service? you would say to them, it's great. And they said, did anything happen? Yes, we had five people come forward and five people got saved. They received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You wouldn't question it at all. Yet if I was preaching on healing as I am today and we had five people as well come forward for healing and I likewise prayed for them, prayer of faith for them, and they prayed and they asked for God to heal their body, and you went home or you went to lunch, and somebody said, well, how was service? Did anything happen? You said, yes, something happened. Well, five people came forward, but I'm not sure if any of them were healed. Well, why is that? Why do we separate the two? Why do we take healing away and why do we treat it as if it's not a benefit just like everything else? No, if five people come forward for healing and healing is just as much a benefit as salvation and we pray for them and we lay hands on them and pray the prayer of faith over them and they ask God for healing, then guess what? Five people receive their healing that morning. Amen? It works the same way. In fact, in the Greek, the word for salvation, sozo, means complete, total healing. It means for your soul, your spirit, and your body. Physical healing as well. So all of these benefits, that's why the psalmist said, don't forget them. Don't forget any of them. All of them, God has given us so that he can renew our youth like the eagles, hallelujah, so that's what he does, so that's what we just have to believe, we just have to believe, okay, this is what God does, but I don't know if you're like me, sometimes I struggle with certain areas of my life, and sometimes if you're like me, you know, I even struggle sometimes with forgiveness, I've had the devil tell me many times over my lifetime, you're not saved, look at what you've done, now look, look at what you've done, there'll be times sometimes when maybe I'll, I'll yell at my kids, you know, or I'll yell at my wife, and say something harsh to Cynthia, and when I get up off the ground, I I begin to, you know, ask myself, maybe that wasn't a good idea, number one. Number two, am I even saved anymore? Am I even saved, you know? (laughs) Cynthia's like, come on, man, but but the devil, is anybody else, am I the only person the devil ever whispers in your ear, you're not saved, you're not going to be forgiven? Does anybody else struggle with that sometimes in your life? I know many people who have done it over their lifetime. So when that happens, what do we do? When that happens, here's what we do. We go back to the Word of God, which is our source, the foundation for all truth, and we read in the Scriptures that when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, to forgive us of our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And based on the Word of God and the promises, or you could say this, the benefits that are in God's Word, based on that, we can declare, no, I'm saved, and we can also declare, yes, I'm also healed. Hallelujah. So if you're here to come today and you come forward and you say, well, you know, I, I, I'm going to come forward, but I just don't know if I'm going to receive, I just don't know if it's going to take, I just don't know if it's going to happen because, you know, maybe I need super faith. No, 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 you don't need super faith. You just need faith. It's not super faith, it's just faith. Faith in what? Faith in the grace of God that has provided this benefit for us. Hallelujah. So you just have to go back to the word again and just declare, yes, again, this is what I'm going to believe. Now, I want you to get this point, and I want you to miss it. This is so important for you to know. Because some people would say, well, Pastor, if that's true, then why do we even get sick in the first place? If that's true, why do do Christians struggle with disease? If that's true, why does somebody get cancer? Why does this happen? I'm going to tell you why right now. Listen to this. At the cross... Jesus removed from us the power and the penalty of sin. And all of you would agree with that, but listen to this. He did not remove from us the presence of sin. He removed from us the power of sin. It no longer has power to have dominion over us. In other words, we can break the chain of sin on our lives. And he removed from us the penalty of sin. It no longer has to lead to death. We can have forgiveness. The penalty of it has been removed. But the presence of it is still in this world. In other words, my soul is still susceptible to sin. I'm still capable of sinning. It's still possible. Well, the same could be said of healing. Listen to this. At the cross, Jesus removed the power and the penalty of sickness. But he did not remove the presence of sickness. Sickness still exists in this world. And our physical bodies are still susceptible to sickness and disease. But when you come forward today, when you pray, and we pray for you, you have to understand two things. That, sa- that sickness no longer has power over you. And the penalty of it has been removed. Amen? The presence may be here, hey, but the power of it's been removed. The penalty of it's been removed. So what we could actually say this morning is this. Grace made the deposit. Faith is going to make the withdrawal. Amen? Now, what I mean by that is this. You say, well, pastor, how do I I make the withdrawal? Well, this morning, let me tell you how to make it today. Today, what you're going to do is you're going to come forward, you're going to get hands laid on you, and you're going to receive it that way. That's how you're going to make your withdrawal today. But let me tell you how you would do it on Tuesday afternoon. On Tuesday afternoon, if you feel a pain in your body or something comes up or something's been nagging at you, you can in your kitchen or in your bedroom or in your car or in your office, you can just simply make a withdrawal right then and there. You could just simply say, you know what, despite this pain, despite this thing, or you get a doctor's, despite that, I believe that the power and the penalty of sickness is broken off of my life. And by grace, through faith, I receive my healing right now. Listen to me, what's harder the deposit, or the withdrawal. I mean, come on, seriously, what's harder for you? Huh? What's harder for you, putting money in the bank or taking money out? <laughs> Isn't that just simple? It's not complicated. I know, man, I was 19 years old, 20 years old, somewhere in my early 20s, didn't know what the word budget mean. Didn't understand, you know, checks and balances, all that stuff. My friends, we wanted to go eat after service. We went and ate after service, and I would always say to them, well, I just got to stop by the bank and get some money out. So, man, we'd ride together, and they'd drop me off at the ATM. I'd go out there, and you know how the ATM works. You put your card in, and I'd push my little button, and I'd wait for the noise. Jesus, please let the noise happen. You know what I'm talking about, that noise? The noise is when you hear the shuffling of money. You heard, remember the noise? So if I heard the noise, I thought, yeah, <laughs> there's at least $20 in there, you know? But then there were times, I didn't hear the noise. It took a lot longer. There was this long pause. And all of a sudden, the screen would just flash these words. Insufficient funds. You dummy, right? And I'd be embarrassed in front of my friends. I'd like, oh man, you know. But I was waiting for the noise. I was just waiting. I didn't care how many checks. I probably had six checks outstanding, bouncing all of them, you know. If I could just pull out that $20, I could go eat tonight, you know. Well, I'm here to tell you this. God has made a deposit by His grace. And the hard part happened at Calvary. That's where the deposit was made. Today's the easy part. You just simply make a withdrawal. Amen. You just simply make a withdrawal. You just say, God, I'm going to receive what grace has deposited. By grace through faith are you forgiven, and by grace through faith are you healed. By grace through faith are you redeemed. By grace through faith does he crown you with loving kindness and tender mercies. By grace through faith does he satisfy you with your longing, your your mouth with, with all good things. By grace through faith does he do that. By grace through faith he renews you physically in your body. It's by grace through faith that we receive today. Amen? Not earning it. Certainly not deserving it, but believing that God has already provided us for it. So we're going to do that today. I told you it was just going to be a short message, but I believe we're going to spend some time praying for people. But listen to me, we're not just praying for people in this room. We're not just praying for people in this room. I had a phone call last night from a member of our church who lives in a different location this time of the year, and they said, Pastor, we know you're having a healing service tomorrow. And so-and-so is in desperate need of healing. And I said, well, God has already spoke to us that the only, that not only will people in this room be healed, but people outside the room will be healed. Because here's what happened. In Matthew chapter 8, a centurion came to Jesus. And the centurion said, my servant is sick. And Jesus, it was like as if he started to walk with him, the centurion said, no, 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 my Lord. I am not worthy for you to go under my roof, but if you just say the word, I know my servant will be healed. And then he says these words that are so powerful. For I also am a man under authority. I say to this one, go, and he goes. I say to another one, come, and he comes. And so all you have to do is speak the word, and my servant will be healed. And Jesus marveled at this guy's understanding of grace and faith. Marveled at it. So we're going to pray not only for people here, but you may have a loved one in your life that's in a different location, different state, or just didn't come this morning, couldn't make it. We're going to pray for them as well. I'm going to ask Mark to come back to the keyboard. and We're going to sing for just a moment uh, and worship God one more time. I've left plenty of time here for us to just relax and take our time and pray for people. I'm going to have people that I know join with me and my wife as we pray for people. So we'll have several other uh, individuals, couples praying for people this morning. But I just want to encourage you. Again, this is the easy part. God already did all the hard stuff. Blood was shed. Nails went through hands and feet. A crown of thorns was placed on a head. Stripes were placed upon someone's back. That was the difficult part. And he did all of that for us so that we could not forget this benefit here today. All the benefits we need to remember. But let's not forget this one. He heals all of our diseases. All of our diseases. If you're here today and you need prayer, this is how we're going to do it this morning. I'm going to ask you to begin in just a moment to make your way to the front. Now, we may not begin to be able to fit everybody at the altar at one time. So, Scott's going to come, one of our elders, and he's going to just help help you guys line up. And we're just going to line you up at the front. And if there's more that can fit in one single file line... If you could just wait, either wait in your seat or wait right there at one of these two uh, places or on one of the sides until there's an open spot, and then when you come, we'll make sure that you get prayed for. We've got plenty of time today to pray for everybody. We're in no rush, no hurry. We just want to pray for people. We just want to believe God with people. So if you're here today and you say, Pastor, either myself or I have a family member or somebody close to me, that needs prayer today. We're going to do that this morning. And listen, if you feel like you have received or you, you want to give a testimony or something, we'll have a microphone ready for you and you can just just share whatever you want to share if you receive it. But listen, we're believing that everybody that comes forward today receives it. Regardless of feeling and emotions and all that stuff, because you don't always see that with salvation, we just believe. We put our trust in God. So, if that's you today, would you make your way to the front? Just come down to the front. We're going to pray for you today. We're just going to believe God with you. Just begin to.